lunch. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a very impromptu Sac City podcast episode. Uh, I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, joined as always by my best friend in the whole entire world. He is Aaron, the Mukesia Mukes. And below us, we have your boy, AJ Johnson. You already know what day it is because you've already seen us once today. Now you get to see us twice because we want to give you that extra sweet, sweet content that you deserve, that you expect to see from us because we're just that damn great. Monday Night Football is in the books. The Denver Broncos fall to the Los Angeles Chargers 16 to 19 in overtime in a th- it wasn't so thrilling. It wasn't so thrilling. <laughs> I mean, was- I, mean uh, I mean I mean wait wait wait. First of all, if you ever, if you ever 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 in your life on this show ever again say a team lost to somebody 16 to 19 where you say the losing score first you're fired. <laughs> That is not a thing. I mean, you do not I go get from to do that. I have a better statement. I I go statement. from I go from left to right sometimes, and normally I catch myself from going from left to right, but I didn't catch myself. So give me companies like that. We should not say the Chargers won sixteen to nineteen. Oh, I'd rather have that. You, you just don't well, say the, the the bottom the, well, the score that's less first ever. Well, for, first of all, this is why I want to stay behind the camera, and second of all, I am behind the camera ninety nine percent of the time, except for right here. But either way, we had a football game. We had a Monday night game between the Chargers and the Broncos, where the Chargers won nineteen to sixteen in overtime on the leg, on the injured leg of one Dustin Hopkins, who was falling down all game long because he literally probably he might, man, I might have a broken leg, but he ended up being the Broncos uh, with the chargers there. Uh, this was two teams coming into today. That was not living up to expectations that were set on at the regular seat at the beginning of the season. Aaron, I'll go to you first here. What are your takeaways from the Broncos side of things in a losing effort? Ew. Let, let's ride. What happened to let's win? What the hell is wrong with the Denver Broncos and specifically what the hell is wrong with Russell Wilson? Uh, we told you last week and I've been reading the YouTube comments. I haven't responded because honestly, um, I don't feel a need to. Nobody is saying anything. We're talking about, oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. It's a new system. It's new this. It's new that. Um, did he forget how to throw the football? Did he forget how to be accurate? Those things haven't changed. He played in the NFL for eight seasons, nine seasons, whatever it is. And yet he looks to be disheveled and like he doesn't have it anymore. The play calling is atrocious. I don't know why all of a sudden uh, Nathaniel Hackett can't call plays. Maybe they just need to move him to offensive coordinator and bring in a different head coach because this isn't working. This is not working. Um, Kudos to those people early on, Vinny, who kind of saw this and just weren't buying that it was going to get fixed because right now it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed. I I keep saying week after week, I eventually think it, it... It works out because he's a good enough player. But at the end of the day, um, the Broncos just aren't it. The, neither are the Chargers. I'm not here to praise the Chargers either. And, you know, we talked all offseason about this team, these teams, and they've fallen way short. And I'm not surprised because it's the NFL, but I am disappointed in both quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson yeah. um, played not very good on a, on a Monday night. It, it was just it was bad football. It really was. Oh, way overhyped. 
Yeah. We did yeah, it ourselves. I, we did it I ourselves. Will, yeah. and, and you gave me credit for, for not being on, like seeing within the, the Broncos, not buying what, they're, what they had and it coming true. This is where I was wrong. I had everyone in the AFC West with double-digit wins, and I feel like an absolute clown for that right now because of the way everything is playing out. And Aaron, you did say that that was a little bit too much. But on the Russell Wilson side, he finishes the day 15 of 28, 188 yards in a tutty. Most of those yards and most of those greatness or great things came from just the first quarter alone. The rest of the game, he was not very good. Uh, at one point, they brought up a stat where he only had 72 yards from the first quarter on to the fourth quarter. I, don't, I did not see what it was updated from overtime, but not a good game from Russell Wilson. But, Aaron, you brought up, you brought up Justin Herbert here. AJ, I'm going to go to you on the Chargers side. This is a team that, again, another one who had high expectations, not living up to it. What do you see from the Chargers here? Because it was before, like, they played the Chiefs. They played him close. It was a good game. But Justin Herbert got hurt. And then they lost to the Jaguars in, in a not a great effort. And we're like, okay, maybe Justin Herbert's hurt, and that's where we can play it on. It's not hurt anymore. This team is not as banged. They, there's, there's some injuries on this team, but they're not performing well. What did you see from them tonight uh, that's standing out to you? I mean, unfortunately, it's not really on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we, we, we were quick to give Justin Herbert his flowers, and granted, he plays well normally. Uh, this game wasn't one of it, but he is up against a very good defense in the Denver Broncos who made great adjustments. For me, at least tonight, uh, for the Chargers, it was on the defensive side of the ball and the adjustments that they made. You know, you, you brought up the stats about Russell Wilson. He started the game 10 for 10, had a touchdown. Greg Dolchers was looking good. The rest of the game, he goes 5 for 18 and a little over 70 yards. And that's because the Chargers were making the adjustments they needed to. They were getting in the backfield. They were pressuring him. They were confusing him. They were getting him to the point where even he, even when he had reads, he was still too worried about making the throw because the defense of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, the secondary in, spe in specificity, uh, Asante Samuel and whatnot, were making the plays to keep him from doing the things that he knows he needs to do. There are multiple plays I saw where they gave him bailout routes where you had a tight end run to the middle of the field, turn around, and that's your check down. And he would still not make that throw because he was too afraid to do it. When you have players like a, like a Cortland Sutton, uh, like Jerry Judy, the route runner he is, K.J. Hamler, the deep threat he is, even the beautiful long ball he had to him was a horrible throw, and it cost you a touchdown. So there's just it's just not there on Russell Wilson's side. And if you can have the Chargers uh, in the secondary that they have make the plays they did, you see it week in, week out. People are taking Russell Wilson out of the game. And even on the run side today, they were able to hold Austin Eckler at 36 rushing yards and on 14 attempts. So they stepped up in a big way today on Monday night. Uh, I don't know how much of that will transpire to their next game next Sunday or whatnot, um, but I, I'm sure it's something they'd like to build off of, uh, especially in the run game. I, I, I've spoken about what I think their secondary is capable of when they mesh together. I don't think yeah. this had anything to do with the Chargers defense. Nothing. This is the same Denver offense we've seen all year. Every team has done this to Denver. It's not new. Uh, we just watched the Chargers defense give up 200 yards rushing last week to Nick Chubb and them, and then come in today and Melvin Gordon's on the bench. Uh, Russell Wilson completes one pass for two yards on the last five possessions of Denver's uh, offense. Last five possessions of the game, he had one completion for two yards to Mike Boone. That This is a broken Whatever it is, I don't even want to call it an offense. It's not an offense. It's easy to play defense against Denver because they don't do anything. And then on the other side, for the Chargers, I wasn't – yes, they were able to get pressure on Russell Wilson, but I can't look at this game 
and be impressed with either one of these teams. Neither one of these teams are ready to, to compete with the big boys in the AFC. And I, I, I felt this way all along about the Chargers. I did not feel this way about the Broncos. But the Chargers continue to show me that they are a talented team, but they are not ready for yeah. what we consider to be a contender at this it, point in time. Is this a, is this a coaching th- And like, I know, I think that, and this is, you can make fun of me all you want here, but I have a feeling that tomorrow when everyone's talking about this game, they're going to be talking about that when, on the, at least on the Chargers side is maybe Brandon Staley coming now into question. Is there, is this a Brandon Staley thing? Is this a hot seat Brandon Staley or is this a, just a t- overall team thing? Give them some time to figure it out and let them keep building and growing and, or is, I mean, it, is this, what, what do you really want? What do you want Brandon Staley to do? Stop the run. Uh, like I, I, I don't, sometimes it just boils down to you. Just the players aren't doing their job. Like we can talk about coaching till we're blue in the face. The players have a job to do. Justin Herbert was lauded for how good he is. And he throws the ball 60 times tonight for 238 yards. It was check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. Oh, I'm going to check it down again. They, Austin Eckler, 10 catches. Josh Palmer, out of the slot, basically the entire game. Him and DeAndre Carter, check down, check down, check down. That is not an offense. That is what defenses want you to do. I talked about this the other day. If a def- if you tell a defense, hey, Justin Herbert's going to throw 60 times, going to have 238 yards and no touchdowns. Every defense in the NFL will say, we won that game. The only defense that couldn't say that was Denver's because their offense was so bad. The fact of the matter is, is they did exactly they played into exactly what Denver's defense wanted them to do by taking those checkdowns. They did not force anything down the field. They did not scheme up anything to get the ball down the field to Mike Williams. Who cares if Patrick Sertan's on him? Give him an opportunity. Like, they have to be willing to take chances. If you're going to take little chances on fourth down and go for it, then you have to be willing to take chances and push the ball down the field. And I don't want to hear Keenan Allen's not there because they have other weapons, and those guys have been playing well. But you have to be able to be – take more risks and do more things creatively to get other people involved. Um, Both teams, honestly, just disappointing. It was a, I expected better um, after watching last week's Thursday night game. I was like, okay, cool. You know, we get an AFC West battle. At least the Chargers will come out and their offense will perform. They didn't. And I get Denver's defense is good. Give them credit. But the Chargers offense didn't do anything. They didn't look special either. I think you got to give a, I mean, I, I know you weren't taking anything away from Patrick Sertan, but I mean, it wasn't just, you know, throw the ball to Mike Williams. He had that man on lockdown for the most part. The one Great. pretty ball that was one down. One-on-one coverage, I'll throw the ball to Mike Williams now. anytime. Who again? cares? One-on-one coverage, throw the ball to Mike Williams. If, if we're going to praise a man for being the best jump ball guy in the NFL, damn near, why not give him an opportunity to catch one? Why not throw it to him more when he's covered? He's six foot four, 230 pounds. Patrick Sertan's great, but you can't tell me you're not going to give this guy who's your number one weapon right now an opportunity to make a ball, make a catch. Like there were two times they, they threw up Patrick Sertan, just two. I, I get it. And, and you you have Justin Herbert, the quarterback that's supposed to be so great. Brandon Staley, who's supposed to scheme up this great offense, or at least have somebody to scream up the scheme up this great offense. They have to be, be better. It would be like you saying, well, Patrick Ten had Devontae Adams on lock. Don't throw him the ball. Patrick Ten has a guy on I don't care. If Mike Williams. I don't think that's the same thing. I mean, I get the point you're making. I'm glad you froze at that point. Um, I, I don't think that's the Mike- same thing. Why? Mike Why? Williams Mike Williams. They just and paid Devontae Mike Adams Williams. Are not on the, they are not on the same I'm not saying they're the same player. 
I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm saying you paid Mike Williams damn near $100 million to say, I trust you to go make plays. And yet you didn't give him any opportunities to go make plays. So how's that different? If I have a guy that I'm paying to go make plays, I'm going to find a way to get him the ball. They didn't do that. Yeah, but it's not like there haven't been cornerbacks that pe- that have just shut down a side of the field before. I mean, we've seen this for years. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but we've watched it happen. We've watched players decide that's not a guy I'm going to deal with, especially if your offense hasn't been clicking the way you want. You talked about Justin Herbert throwing it 57 times and only completed 37 of his passes. If your offense isn't clicking, and at that point you barely scored 16 points, all your points are coming from your kicker, yeah, I, I see why you don't go after the cornerback who has been shutting down your number one weapon. But he's shutting him day. down because he's not being targeted. You can't throw the ball 60 times and give your number one target five targets. Like, that's not – that doesn't add up at all. I, I'll – Again, I, I, I'll give you the numbers, and I yeah, sure, maybe he should, he should have had more like nine or ten targets. But Why can't I mean, they if, move him if, around? They, anything, who, who's anything. He wasn't was he not, was he not followed? I mean, I, I mean, maybe he could have been followed, but they Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, any of these star wide receivers, and I, I know you don't want to call Mike Williams a star, but he's paid like a top wide receiver. He's he's got the bag, like. He's now the number one in with Los Angeles. The guy. He is supposed to be you, the guy with Keenan Allen. They have to find ways to scheme him open, whatever that means. In good corner or bad corner, I don't care who it is. That could be primetime Deion Sanders over there. You think that receivers were never thrown at because Deion was on him? No, sometimes you just got to throw over there. If you're not moving the ball, try something different. Austin Eckler catching the ball 12 times is not good. Like, it's just I, not. This stat might not be helpful for your argument here or for you guys' argument here, but it might. Patrick Sher- Patrick Sertan shadowed Mike Williams on 75% of his routes in the first half. So it's just first half stats. Uh, Williams failed to catch either of his two targets in that first half with that being said. So in terms of shadowing, I know it's just first half, uh, but there's that stat. And now 25% I can say- of the time he wasn't shadowed. Where's the passes at the 25% of the and- Like Those are the things you have to take advantage of. And then, and then on the Broncos side, I'm happy I kind of did this this way. Is I had the first half stats of of Mike Williams versus Patrick Sertan. I have the second half stats for Russ uh, for Russell Wilson. This was Russell Wilson's stats mm-hmm. in the second half and overtime. Three completions yeah. on 11 attempts, 15 yards, zero touchdowns. That's not good. That like I don't I don't even know like if I want to leave this graphic up this long because there's really not even that much information on there <laughs> because there's nothing that he did. Out. That is that, but I just wanted to display the ridiculousness of Russell Wilson. And then this stat here that I saw, the Broncos had 10 drives within the last two games in the fourth quarter and overtime. So that's this week and last week when they had that game against the Colts, they lost in overtime. This week they lose in overtime. 10 drives in the fourth quarter of those two games. Only one field goal on all those 10 drives. Interception, punt, interception, uh, turnover on downs, punt, Field goal, punt, punt, punt. You want to know why, like, though? You watch the end of this game tonight, Nathaniel Hackett gets scared. He, he play calls scared, and I get it. Russell wasn't playing great at the beginning of the second half. But even then, you have a whole second half and overtime, and he threw the ball 11 times, which means yeah. he when they did try to drop back and pass, he was they were – I mean, they were just – they were coming through the line like it was – like it, there was no line there. It was Swiss cheese. Yeah. But they got scared. They ran the ball twice with Latavius Murray, and then on third and one, after gaining nine yards, then what do they try to do? Instead of running the ball on third and one, they yeah. decide to throw. Like, he was outsmarting himself yeah. instead of just 
instead of just like running the game plan. Like, I don't know. To me, these coaches, both of them, Staley and Hackett coach scared. Um, and you have two superstar, superstar quarterbacks. Uh, I was, I'm just so disappointed in both these teams. It's just yeah. ridiculous. It's a yeah. wasted, wasted talent offenses from what I have seen through six yeah. weeks. Yeah. So now, now the chargers, uh, they move on to, let's see, what is their record now? What are they three and three now? Chargers three and two. Be, and three. Yeah. yeah. No, Chargers are four and two four now. And oh, four the Chargers are four and two now, and the uh, Broncos are now two and four. Uh, so the Broncos or the Chargers staying in in the hunt for the AFC within the AFC West. They're not going to win the AFC West because the Chiefs are very good. Um, but they're they're there. They're four and two now. The, the record, obviously, we talk about records all the time and saying who's who is who really is their record and who isn't their record, but. Uh, they're four and two Broncos two and four next up for the Broncos. They host the jets on Sunday and the chargers will host the Seattle Seahawks uh, mm. on Sunday. So that's their matchups. Uh, that does it though for our Monday <laughs> night. Foot- we would not have said this four weeks ago, but they both have two tough matchups coming up this upcoming Sunday. Now. Yeah. Tough that's- for both of them. It's it, the thing, Aaron, you kind of went like this and like, it's understandable. Like it's like, is it that t- like it shouldn't be that tough? These, these teams do see who these two teams are talented. No. For, it shouldn't be Denver, that tough for Denver. Uh, I, I'm they don't get an easy matchup for the Chargers. I believe the Chargers should be able to handle the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, uh, we'll be. talk about we'll, 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 <laughs> the we'll Seattle those Seahawks games. defense is terrible. They, they, they're not good, and the Chargers offense should be should be right enough to uh, to put up points on them. It'll be a matter. of Tariq Woolen, fifth game in a row with an interception. It's good. For the Chargers defense. Kids really good. Kids, kids really good. Um, yeah. Sorry, Aaron. You were you were saying? No, I just said the Chargers will win that game pretty easily, in my opinion. But okay, yeah, we'll, we'll have that game we'll and more previews for Week Seven uh, coming up this this coming week. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat staying up late with us uh, for the for these uh, this Monday night football recap. Shout out Joy B. He says they're on the West Coast. Some of them, yeah, fool. Right. That is true. He's, he's <laughs> nah, selling man. off. He's like, yeah. <laughs> the rest of his home uh, season tickets now. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Dante's shout out Dante. Hey man, Dante's struggling. Dante's struggling with commanders. Dante, ain't no shout out for no commanders fans. Opinions about any team hey, if you're watching at least, right now. At, at least, yeah, AJ is right. They're starting Taylor Heineke now. I don't I would assume this is one of you guys' people. Maybe this is a new listener. Hey, shout out new listener. Hey, shout out new viewer. Hey, shout out new viewer saying uh Ashton um, says Yeah, no Legion of Boom to carry him. Oh, <laughs> True story. <laughs> I'm so confused with what's happening right now. Uh, but all right. So, oh, and shout out, Jess. shout out Jess being in here saying we need to get some sleep. That is an accurate statement. Uh, but that's not what's happening because we're giving you guys even more Sac City content here. Uh, let's get into some fantasy talk. And I'm going to transition it just because I want to. And it's two o'clock in the morning and I can do this. It has nothing to do with streaming defenses, but we're going to ride the stream and the flow of this uh, fantasy, uh, this flow of this show and do this. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, it is two o'clock in the morning. We all should be. And now for your sleeper of the week. Hey, man. Hey, man. Sleep is, the, sleep is the cousin of death. We don't sleep. If you sleep eight hours a day, that's a third of your life. Don't sleep. Work. Grind. Do your shit. Let's rock. Let's ride. Yep. Let's win. And I won by point nine eight tonight. This is so. This is yes. Fantasy time. We're gonna talk fantasy here. This is this is really. If you're watching this right now, whoever you are, other than ba- there's Bailey in here. We know that's Bailey, uh, and we appreciate there's, it. Honestly, hey, there's up. some random person in here. We don't know. Who I it think is. that might be Love your wife. It. That might be your wife. No, she, she was commenting asleep. earlier. She's oh, okay. Asleep. Well, that's not your wife. There's one other person watching. Whoever this mystery person is, you should comment. Let us know you're watching because we want to talk to you. (laughs) You're our favorite. We'll be nice. Um, (laughs) um, But to pull the curtain back here, you guys are basically watching what we do for recording our shows when they're not live. So that's like what have what's happening right now. We could be recording this and then posting it for your viewing pleasure. But we're like, you know what? We're just going to talk some fantasy football and record this live on the show for your viewing pleasure. So let's do it. Let's talk some fantasy football. Week six is obviously in the books. We just spent two hours recapping all the games. But fantasy has come and gone in week six. Let's talk about some takeaways from all of the action Aaron, what is one fantasy takeaway from this past week? You know, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Vinny. I don't like the questions you ask me when it comes to these fantasy things. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say when you say what is like a, a takeaway. All right, who's a big win? Who's a big who's stop? Okay, let's let me change it up. I had this question loaded up, and I was thinking about asking it one of these days, and I always forget to ask it. Let's talk about stock reports. Let's talk about fantasy okay. stock reports yeah, I like of that. players, okay? And whose stock is up and whose stock is down. And maybe, I don't know, I'll, I'll bring up some players to talk about to get you guys into a rhythm here. And then maybe you guys can give me a player whose stock is up and whose stock is down. Stock report time. Going position by position like I always do because this is how great I am at doing my job. Stock report for, let's say, Alvin Kamara. Where is he at right now this past week? He started off. He started the season off slow, but now he's at 99 rushing yards, 25 receiving yards, over 100 all-purpose. Obviously, 18 fantasy points here. Stock up. Is that as simple right there? Yeah, I, I told people to go out and get him. I went out and got him. I traded Saquon Barkley for him. Very pleased with the trade when you think about it in that aspect. Um, this is a guy that's going to get better. Uh, he's they're using him out of the backfield again. Last three last three games he's played, he's had 22 targets. Um, out of the backfield, uh, 14 catches, over 100 yards receiving during that time. He's still getting the carries, 19. He's the only back in that backfield that has any kind of explosiveness. Um, Mark Ingram's not it. Taysom Hill gets his carries and run the goal line, which is which is fine. He, Kamara doesn't have to score touchdowns to have value. It's the Christian McCaffrey effect. If you don't have to have touchdowns to have immense RB1 value, um, sign me up. Uh, his stock report is going to continue to go up. I don't care if it's Dalton. I don't care if it's Jameis. I don't care if it's Taysom Hill and her quarterback. Um, Kamara goes up, 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 and away. AJ, that's give me was, that's what I was going to add too. They basically just told you that this offense will be running through him because now they're having quarterback controversies. And Chris Olave is out with a concussion that looked pretty bad. I'm assuming he'll be back, but no. outside of those two, 
Maybe not. None of the wide receivers are pretty much playing Thursday. They have a Thursday. Oh yeah. By the way, Arizona. No one's. It's another week where where New Orleans is not going to have a single wide receiver that is normal. No Michael Thomas. No Jarvis Landry. No Chris Olave is looking like on Thursday night. So it's going to be another. And this is is not about Alvin Kamara, and I know we want to talk about the person, but no, we didn't go talk. We Thomas, did. Please. Well, I'm at, no. This is a fan. This is a fantasy question about Michael Thomas. We did not bring him up in the in our recaps. I'm, are are you not concerned now? When three weeks ago they were in London, he was supposed to play, and oh, now I, three weeks yeah. like I'm honestly I like I I will admit that I'm wrong about Michael like. I was hopeful that Michael Thomas was going to be able to return back to form. I was very hyped. I was excited. I was like, okay, this is good. The preseason and all that good stuff, training camp. I'm like, okay, they're taking care of him. They're making sure that they're, they're patient with him. Then he comes back and like you have tooted your horn about, about being right about Michael Thomas. He's not been on the field. He hasn't shown up. I, I think this might, do you think it's, I think he's done. Like, do you think, but do you think, I don't want to, I hate doing this. Like, do you think it's like, hey, I, I just don't need to be in a rush to get back on the field anymore? Like, I feel like that want to play and to get back on the field is not there. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about the the man, the man personally like that. I don't know Michael Thomas. I don't know the person of Michael Thomas. But like, but but you're not wrong to think that. You're not wrong to have that type of feeling because I feel like it's one of those things where you're just. You're, it's like we've seen players battle through punctured lung. Like Tyrod Taylor is wanting to go back after getting stabbed in the lung by a doctor. Like these if he players, didn't get the bag, is he back on the field? That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Yeah, asking. I think so. Yes. Like I think so. But yeah, you think he just wants out, and it just hasn't been given to him. No, I think he doesn't care about football that much. Like I, I say this about players when they when they get paid. How how it's so weird how a player is like always all in until they get until they get this huge payday and I'm not saying every player is like this and I'm not saying Michael Thomas is doing this but that's hard for me to see and from a fantasy owner this is why I never trusted him I'm like when you miss two years because of an injury that was supposed to keep you out two games and then all of a sudden oh now you need surgery and now you need this and now he's had a toe injury that he was literally they said practicing on a limited basis questionable to play in London. And now we're three weeks out and they've already ruled him out for week seven. I don't want any part of Michael Thomas. Yeah. I mean, your phone is staticking at the thing. Oh, my bad. My bad. In in terms of Michael Thomas, like, yeah, no, you're fine to not want any part of him. Like that's that, that I would not, I mean, he's right. I I would drop him, but that's me. No dynasty value, no nothing. No. You don't need to drop a, a player like that in dynasty because your rosters are so deep. There's nobody on the waiver wire anyways, <clears throat> but in shorter leagues, your regular 12 man leagues. Yeah. I, I think you drop. Them. Sorry. I just, I, we were on the saints and I, I thought about that and Alvin Kamara value is a big part yeah. of like, yeah, that's yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that is um, to two other players, AJ, I'm not going to, the, the way I posed the last question was not not great. Aaron hit it out of the park there. But two players here. Stock report on A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Where are we at with those two players? Uh, A.J. Dillon is trending down, in my opinion. I mean, they they gave him the, the carries. He got the 10, but he was inefficient. I mean, it's hard to say that with 4.1 yards per carry, but only 41 yards didn't do much. Honestly, actually, with AJ Dillon, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna stay even. Like, 
he's he's on my team. I'm not dropping him. I you know nothing like that. I mean, he had yeah. six targets. He had ten carries. They tried to get him involved. They pivoted to the run game when everything else wasn't working. Should the uh, expectations be down for AJ Dillon though? Should like should like you we start tempering temper our expectations. expectations? You definitely. Okay. I mean, because if you think about this, the first four weeks he was above fifty percent of the snaps. Week five he played thirty two percent of the snaps. Last week he played forty nine percent of the snaps. The thing that keeps you holding on to hope is that this receiving game for the Green Bay Packers has not been there. I mean, they dropped six passes the other day. Like, and, and we talk about the trust and the chemistry that Aaron Rodgers needs for his receivers. And if it's only there with Adam Lazard, and even he's having a tough game, and now Randall Cobb's out, I do think they're going to try to look to the run some more. But, I mean, the 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 production for an A.J. Dillon hasn't – it's not what we thought it would be. A.J. Dillon is touchdown dependent. Fade, I'm totally sold off of A.J. Dillon. And if I'm Aaron Jones' owner, I trade him as soon as possible. It is, is Aaron, AJ, Aaron Jones will have go ahead. Is AJ Dillon and Alex Adam, Alexander Madison territory? No, I think Alexander no. Madison has better value as a handcuff. AJ Dillon is a touchdown dependent, like low yeah. flex option right now. I, I'm i not, I'm fading all that Green Bay's offense, man. It's, it, I'm fading Aaron Rodgers. I would, if, if you have Aaron Rodgers, I'm not starting him. I'm looking for a replacement. I had one quarterback leads, you can drop him. That's how bad it is. Um, Aaron Jones will have a few more blow up games. Aaron Jones will have a 30 point game, but if you can get name value for him right now, do it. If not, wait for that 30 point game and trade him. Let's play my game. Let's play my favorite game. Player or play player versus player Aaron Jones or the field Aaron Jones or David Montgomery. David Montgomery was only had one more point than Aaron Jones this week. Uh, he played 78% of the snaps, six, seven yards, uh, 13, 13 yards I'll, to the air. I'll take, uh, I'll take David Montgomery volume. Okay. I wish I was spoke up first. Cause yeah, I hope I'm about to say those exact words. A- Aaron, it took Jones, me a second to get there. Aaron Jones or miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Aaron Jones, Devin Singletary. I think I might go Devin Singletary. I'd probably still go Aaron Jones. Um, although Devin Singletary had a good game. I knew he would against the Chiefs. I, I liked that matchup. I said that on Sunday. Uh, I probably would still say Aaron Jones. Go, AJ, you're on Aaron Jones. I, 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 think, Devin I think from what we've seen with the Devin Singletary, they are looking for the ways to get him involved <laughs> into the game, even with the passing game. It's been up. Um, and while we know Aaron Jones has been a big part of that offense, it just it just hasn't been there. Um, I think I think if you have again, you're trying to either trade Aaron Jones or see if you have someone to play over him, or you're yeah. starting him and hoping for the best. Yeah, I'm, 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 if you have Aaron Jones, you're, if you have Aaron yeah. Jones, you're starting him. Yeah. I, I think you just yeah, you have him. no choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, let me let me rattle off just a few more names Yeah, let me just rattle off a few more names here, just just for shits and giggies here. Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aaron Jones or please don't laugh at me for this. Please. Kind of laugh. Aaron Jones or Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh I think that's it. I think that's all that's the running backs there. That's that's the field. I wouldn't I wouldn't throw I wouldn't throw guys like Brian. Brian Robinson had a good week this week, but I'm not throwing him in there in there yet. 
Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at with those two players. Uh, let's do the buy or sell here and then we'll get into your waivers. Um, we'll talk players who had good weeks, whether we think it's going to continue and players who had bad weeks, whether we think players who had good or bad weeks that we think it's going to continue or not buying or selling it continuing. Uh, let me present you guys some players here. Uh, we talked about the running backs a little bit. Let's shift over to the wide receiver position. Good wide receivers. Gabe Davis, back-to-back great weeks for Gabe Davis. This past week, obviously, against Chiefs, it was a, a game we expected for him to have production. Uh, the prior week against the Steelers, big-time uh, reception. I believe he only had, what, had two receptions last that, that prior? Yeah, three. Two reception, or three receptions, two touchdowns, 171 yards in that week against the Steelers. This past week against the Chiefs, three receptions once again, a touchdown and 74 receiving yards. Buying or selling in Gabe Davis uh, to continue being as successful as he has, has been. Uh, I'll throw this one to you, um, Aaron. Um, successful as he's been the last two weeks. Um And, um, and and you can be specific here of nine. Maybe yeah. maybe he's not, maybe maybe the success of thirty two and sixteen doesn't happen. But do you see Gabe Davis as a consistent double digit point getter every week? Um, yeah. I mean, you can say that. Um, it's not going to be double digits, but I, I'm selling. I put it this way: I'm selling what that production is. He was wide receiver eighteen on eighteen on the week. I don't know where else I wanted to go. <laughs> I froze again. Um, yep. I, I'm selling that. I'm selling the production of wide receiver 18 on this this week alone um, because the volume's not there. So he's going to be touchdown dependent. And um, even most games, if he goes two, three for 74. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he's useless. So uh, yeah. I, I'm selling Gabe Davis on that aspect. Um, he's just not a big target guy, and I, I've kind of just learned to to live with that. He's a big play guy. He's going to have great weeks, but he's going to have some down weeks. AJ, you're going to love this next wide receiver. You're going to love it. Alec Pierce, 13 <laughs> points against the Jags, 16 points against the Broncos, 12 points against the Titans his past three weeks. He is seeming like he is becoming one of uh, Matt Ryan's go-to guys, uh, I should say. Uh, all the I shouldn't say go-to guys. Three receptions last week, or three receptions against the Jags eight receptions against the Broncos and then four receptions against the Titans buying or selling uh, that Alec Pierce is going to be a consistent fantasy option here for, for, for weeks to come. Your words are too Dylan. Like you're, 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 you're locking me into too much. Um, <laughs> don't where you what I'm saying. Yeah. Where are you at? I think he's a low end flex. I think you're comfortable with him. This this trend is what they were looking for. He came into the season unhealthy, but they liked him from the start and they've been slowly getting him more and more active into the game plan. And I think you're going to see stuff like this. I think you're going to see around the seven, eight targets a game and hopefully he'll start being more consistent. You'll see more like that eight catch game, not the three catch game that he just had. Um, You're looking for basically that 10 to 12 uh, point range is what you're getting and anything above that you're happy. Uh, But I do think Alec Pierce is going to get the looks. Um, as the number two wide receiver. Paris Campbell got in the end zone, but that ain't stopping anybody. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Paris Campbell. You can go. Right. <laughs> yeah. You suck, Paris Campbell. You suck. All right. I'm going to give you guys the floor here. I'm going to give you guys the floor here on a stock report of players that uh, you guys can, if you guys have one, if you don't have one, we can just move on. Uh, but I'm assuming you do. 
one player whose stock is either up or down that you want to talk about. Aaron, you can, uh, AJ, yeah, AJ, you just Aaron, went. Aaron, you can go first. <laughs> that just means AJ didn't have one in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that I have too many. I got to figure out who I want to go with. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna this is gonna raise some serious hell for people, especially AJ, because um, I have two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let one be gone because I think it's kind of clear. Um, mine is uh mine is Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> and I'm doing this yeah. for AJ. Uh, it's Brandon Ayuk. I. I know we've we've done this before, and we've been burned by it before. But I I, I think Brandon Ayuk is a is a, a good solid option. I think he's a maybe it's too late to buy him low uh, because he's had a couple of good weeks now in a row, um, or at least a couple of decent weeks. Um, but I think if you can buy him low, I think you do that. I, I think this is a, a guy that's going to get better and better. Um, he, in three of his six games, he's had at least eight targets. I think that's important and impressive. The first game of the year, he only had three targets, but it was that mud bowl. Um, and then the Rams and the Panthers, he had a couple of down games there. But um, I like Brandon Ayuk, and I think he has some some nice wide receiver three flex style in him for the remainder of the season. I'm gonna finally do this. Um, this is this is twofold. One, you may already know this, and two, it's very important that I admit this. Um, this is stock down, and it's James Robinson. Uh, it, it's time to be it's time to be honest with myself. Time to be honest with yourselves, James Robinson owners. Um, it is getting worse and worse as the weeks go on. At this point, I don't even know if you can trade him. You can definitely try. Maybe there's some name valuable people have caught on. Um, 47% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps, 43% of the snaps and inefficient after those first three weeks, it just has not been there for him. He only had one target in the past game, one reception for one yard, like the worst check down possible went to James Robinson. Uh, it is time to admit that it is going the other direction. And that's a big step for me. Uh, Vinny, I hope you can agree and come along with that because it's, it's time. I have I have no problem with that. I have no I tried problem to with warn being... you. You should have got him off, AJ. I told you he was touchdown dependent after those three weeks. I traded him I'm in still, another hey, league. Um, hey, I'm still I'm actually in the process of sending you an offer right now for James Robinson. To be completely honest, just because I love oh James my Robinson, God. I just don't, I, I, my so it's my emotions wanting straight for James Robinson. Uh, but no, I, I have no problem with what you said there. It really is. It's it's been going downhill. Since week four, I mean, obviously the slot bowl fest against, I think the slot bowl fest against the Eagles was the most telling sign of where we're at with James Robinson in this offense. Because I said it on the show, in that game, it should have been James Robinson. That that was your James Robinson game, and wasn't it? And Aaron, you talked about how this is what Doug Anderson does. And that's not going to change throughout the rest of the season. You're going at a lot of inconsistencies from James Robinson. Why I is worry about it. Hasty on the field? That That's the thing. Doug Peterson does not give a shit about your fantasy teams. He does not. Obviously, doesn't give a shit about because we haven't won yet. Uh, or we didn't win this week, or last week, or the week before. Um, I'm kidding. It was a joke, 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 joke. Um, but no, I am. I have. I have sounded my own personal alarms on James Robinson because I own him in a lot of leagues. And like you said, and you were talking about how he is touchdown dependent, and it's it is clear. And now the snaps, the snap share is getting lower and lower. And we're also seeing more and more explosive plays from Travis Etienne, which is going to wow. I don't even think it's about the snap share. 
I think, I mean, I, I, he's, he's I seeing the same amount of carries. It's just the, I, it's his production is the same. It's not, and if he doesn't score a touchdown it's, or a big run, it's nothing. It's, and, and we talk about stock reports of going up and down. Travis Etienne's stock report is going up and James Robinson's is going down. And you can see it clearly in games because I've been down on Travis Etienne. I see him just drop ridiculous passes. And that's more of a fan thing that gets me mad. But in terms of fantasy, you're seeing these explosive plays from Travis Etienne, and that's going to keep him on the field a lot more than James Robinson. And you're going to see it. And this is someone coming from someone who said that James Robinson is going to be the guy for the Jaguars. I'm I'm starting to backpedal on those thoughts here because I think Travis Etienne is going to make more and more of a, a Brees Hall-type impact. Not Maybe not production of Brees Hall, but you're going to start seeing him be the Brees Hall and James Robinson be the Michael Carter and start fading out. Yes, you, sir, in the front. Question. Two, well, two, two points. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about that last part you said. Um, I don't think Travis Etienne will ever get the, the 17, 18, 19, 20 carries that Brees Hall is going to get. That, I don't ever see that happening. Maybe that. Um, and and let's, let's be honest. Travis Etienne's snap share still at like 45, 50%. It's not like he's playing a huge volume of snaps either. Um, efficiency. But I have a question about something you said. You talked about Travis Etienne's drops. How many drops does he have? I I love like three off the top of my head. Visually seeing three off the top of my head. And that's why I, don't I said know if that you was mean more so of a... much as the number, but like they're really bad drops. They are. Like, they are. Really that's that's like, I, I wonder, you're... like when you when you say that, I, I was like, damn, how many balls has he dropped? <laughs> I, I, think, I will go back and look number. up. And and I and I specified this. I did specify that by saying it's more, the his drops are more of a fan thing when I watch it happen, and I'm like, man, he could have broken something for a big play, and then he dropped it. Like I said, more of a fan thing, but it, it happens it, or it's happening. Um, and his drop percentage, eleven point one percent drop rate. He's got two uh, two dropped passes, two dropped passes this season. Um, I can remember them both. <laughs> like, and they're just not and they're not good plays and, and and like i said i specified this by talking fan like okay i did no, i, no, did I, get it. I just didn't I, I honestly didn't know how yeah. many and i'm i'm like wondering like fantasy and they're not wise, good like? and they're what is not, not good, good like he dropped the ball is, is the drop ever good <laughs> what? behind the line you better drop that damn ball. <laughs> I, I mean it's still a point either does way in fantasy a it's a wait point. does that count as a drop if it's behind the line yeah, no, it doesn't. Does it, would it count as a catch? No, it doesn't. Does I'm, it? I'm not saying throwing it? it backwards, Vinny. I'm oh saying like God. when they're running Wait. back 20 yards, they throw You're it really it's starting, late. I'm really starting to it's question late. your ability it's to late. understand oh, concepts. Oh, hold on. You can it's, throw the ball forward behind the line of scrimmage as long as it's not a backwards throw. If it counts as a but catch, it counts a, as a drop. But if it's a backwards throw, does it count as a drop? We're not talking about backwards throws. We're talking about behind the but line of like, scrimmage. If like Trevor Lawrence is at the 21 and Travis Etienne is at the 19 and he drops the ball, is that a drop? Fumble. But it wasn't a fumble. Okay, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Let's move on. Uh, AJ, who's your – oh, you said it was okay. James Robinson, we can move on here. Uh, that's our stock report. That's our week six takeaways. Let's move on. Fast forward. Week seven is upon us. This was a bad idea, guys. Week seven is approaching here, and we have a waiver wire list from one Aaron the Mukesiah Mukes. And now, this is our first three. This is our first three-way uh, fantasy show here, where AJ is a part of the uh, the waiver 
rankings, rankings. So the way I'm going to do it here is AJ, you're going to be the teacher and you're going to grade Aaron's uh, soliloquy and statements and players that he lists in his waiver wire rankings. Aaron, take it away. Who you got? Number, number five. Fantasy drive last week. <laughs> I didn't watch fantasy my, drive last week. My first one is <laughs> Vinny's. Vinny, I, I, I would warn you, go out and get this guy right away. He's got super high value, ceiling through the roof. I hate you so much. I truly go hate get you. him. Like his I, name hold on. is Deontay. Nope, I'm not doing it. I hate you more than life itself. Like I hate, I hate. Like there's a list of people that I hate. Like murderers are on this list, and I hate them a lot. You have just taken the number one spot of my hatred list. You're ahead of all the people that I've truly just despised in my life. You are number one, and I hate you. And you are still my best friend, but you are worthless to me. I'm coming for that number one spot. Uh, it's Deontay Foreman. That's right, Deontay Foreman. He's just—he's so valuable right now. Uh, listen, this is a this is a foreshadowing play, but I will tell you, uh, and all and you know, all jokes aside, in all seriousness, uh, he played the most percentage of snaps that he's seen all year on Sunday, and it was the way they were using Christian McCaffrey. This is what I've been clamoring for. They were lining up Christian McCaffrey as a receiver, using Deontay Foreman in the backfield. He didn't get a whole lot of looks, but. This guy, I, I can't do this. Thin running, in a very thin running back market, um, why not take a flyer on a guy that might start? So, um, again, don't expect a whole lot, but he played 23% of the snaps. Like I said, he got five carries, and he scored one point. <laughs> so, um, take it for what you may, but it's waiver wires. It's thin out there. There's not a whole lot. So, Deontay Foreman got number five. Yeah, Um you know me, I'm a nice guy. I'll I'll, I'll give it a C. Uh, it's early, like you said, it's a foreshadow play. I, I don't, Deontay Foreman, twenty three percent of the snap. Pays off, it pays off. And if you can, if you can afford to hold him, what's up with your team? <laughs> but remember, remember, waiver wires are two different things, too, guys. Yeah. It's not. Uh, bye weeks they're, coming too. Their bye weeks are getting ready to come there, and you're going to go to the waiver wire and be like, "Shit, I don't got no running backs to play because two of mine are hurt, two of them are on buys. I got to put somebody in there. Look for a guy that's going to perhaps touch the ball, um, perhaps yeah. be on the field um, if you have him in your league. And if you're playing a deep league like ours, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Got to find yeah, guys honestly, like I just. Field. I, I just, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how else. Yeah. To... <laughs> yeah. I'm also worried about four. Christian McCaffrey getting hurt, by the oh. way. Um, or traded soon. Because they are starting to give him a lot more touches. Like, everything is Christian McCaffrey. So, you got, always got to keep that in mind, that there's a possibility of injury. They will never hit the Christian McCaffrey sweet spot. What is Vinny making that face for? What are you making the face for? Mine was a yawn. <laughs> you're, talking about, you're talking about Christian McCaffrey getting hurt, and I said Deontay Foreman. That's his. That's where his value is in fantasy or in anything in life itself. Deontay Foreman is going to matter, and that's why I said in preseason, y'all were like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what happens in preseason between Deontay Foreman and uh, what's the other guy's name? Shit, what's his name? Don't what's show. his name? No, Shit. not Doncho. Chuba no, Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. You were talking about a preseason game. <laughs> It was a preseason preview. It wasn't a fantasy preview anyway. It was a preseason. It was preseason. No, 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 no. I'm not letting him slide here. This was not. This was not about fantasy. You were talking about a preseason matchup for the team itself, not for fantasy. You were talking about the actual game. 
Not fantasy. It matters. Yeah, um, okay. OPC Deontay Foreman there on your list. Who's at number four? You're a clown. Uh, clown shoes, bro. Clown oh, he froze. Shoes, I was bro. timing that perfectly. I was timing that perfectly. Uh, froze right before he was I'm about frozen. to reveal it. It's Kenyon Drake. Yeah, there you go, champ. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, so uh, Kenyon Drake is my number four on my list. Uh, he ran for over 100 yards. Don't expect that. Calm down, people. Don't go crazy. I got to go spend all my fab budget on Kenyon Drake. If you don't Funny. get Kenyon Drake, it's okay. Don't use your number one waiver priority. Don't spend a bunch of fab on him. But if you have some extra space on your roster and you want to take a flyer, why not? Again, it's running back. You never know. Gus Edwards should be back soon. That's going to cause a problem for Kenyon Drake. I don't think there's long-term sustained success there. J.K. Dobbins will get right. Um, he's still working back from his knee injury. But, again, if you need a guy, looks like they want to use him a little bit more right now to help J.K. JK get spelled a little bit before Gus Edwards comes back. Um, if you got some extra spot on your roster, go ahead and get him. Don't see you're going to start him unless you have to. Um, and if you have to, then again, good luck. Um, but again, if you're playing in a deep league, waiver wires are thin. So, um, you know, yeah. go get that. Give that a B. Great reasonings. Uh, week in and week out, you don't know what uh, JK is going to be able to give you. And I think they're going to run Kendrick a little bit more. But let's be let's remember, he's also coming off a pretty bad ankle injury himself. So at any point in time, it could be the same situation for him, too. But we know this offense, tight ends, and running the ball. So I like that idea. Kane Drake's a good one. Yeah, he'll number probably be dead in the week. Uh, my yes. number three waiver wire is a receiver. It is Traquan Smith. I talked about him on Sunday. Um, somebody in New Orleans has to catch passes for the next couple of weeks. So don't trust Michael Thomas. He's dead. Don't trust Chris Olave. He's dead. Don't trust Jarvis mm -hmm. Landry. He's dead. Well, Marquez Callaway is supposed to have been a thing for two years. He's not doing anything. Traquan Smith is the next guy up. Um, he plays a ton when they're not there. Sometimes the opportunities aren't there just because of the offense. It's a lot of Alvin Kamara, but he caught a touchdown last week. Uh, I think it's somebody that could have some sustained value. So um, go out and get Traquan Smith. He's played 60% of snaps in three games this year. It's three games that obviously have been missed. In two of those games, he scored double-digit points um, on three and four catches. So he's been valuable in limited opportunities. Uh, I like what he's going to be able to do if those wide receivers are out. Bye weeks up. You need somebody to plug in there. Plug them in. I plugged them in this week and got the win, both in DK and in a regular season. Uh, another B. Um, great bye week guy uh, for Traycon Smith. Also because Marquez may be gone in a couple of your rosters at this point in time. But then again, not because a sleeper. It's like two percent uh, for Traquan and six percent for Marquez. But last week, uh, Marquez did get seven targets. He's played over seventy percent of the snaps in both weeks. So. Uh, I think either one could be a pretty decent bi-week uh, bi flyer just because it could switch up and this week be Marquez. But uh, both of those guys, great uh, bi-week plugins, especially if you're looking at someone like you have, Stefan or Isaiah, like one of those um, Buffalo Bills receivers. So, uh, yeah. Look, look yeah I, thought Isaiah, I thought you were talking about Isaiah uh, Likely. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. I, I, don't, I could never start Marquez. I could never play Marquez Callaway. He had a whole year to be the guy. Uh -huh. and did nothing yep. um yep. and and Agreed. opportunities he's played last year he played 80 percent of the snaps on the year yep. <laughs> and he did nothing i can't i he was wide receiver like 88 or something i don't know yeah. i can't i can't trust it uh um, give me the guy with some yeah. give me the guy with a little just, bit more just giving you the numbers <laughs> who you got at number two what's that who you got at number two that was number two wasn't it 
No, nope. Oh, no. Tripping. Uh, number two. Actually, I, I think number two and number one are switching, but uh, after what I saw on Monday Night Football. Do you, but, you want to switch it? Yeah, I do. After, after I saw it. what That's I saw fine. on Monday Night Football. Yeah, um, I was already kind of um, – like kind of bullish on Latavius Murray once he got into the fold there. I thought that he would be a factor just because of his Wait, style. Wait, is he still your number two? No, I'm no. Just let me finish. Um, let me finish. I don't. It doesn't have to be some big reveal, okay? Uh, it doesn't have Jesus. to be a reveal. That's the whole that's point of the graphic. That's, that's what he does. That's the whole point of the graphic, you asshole. Have you ever worked? In all... Have you ever worked? Have you ever worked for a TV company before? You, you cla- oh, this is why you're supposed to be behind the camera. This is why I'm behind the camera. Oh my god! Here we go. And yet, at the end of the day, I'm the talent. Yeah. What you, you, I thought you said you were going to switch it. No, you were going. You've already given it away. You've already given it away. Here you go. No, I didn't, because I was talking about Latavius Murray, and now he's not number two. He's my number one. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm not switching it. Anyways, fine. I won't go into what I was saying, which is wasn't no, even really good. about Latavius Murray. It was about the you're Broncos. Good. But anyways, um, now I don't even know. Uh Rashad. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> After all of that. Like, my number two is wait. Oh my gosh. Oh, what a slap happy show. All right. I need to go. We got we gotta be done. I'm I'm done. Uh, my number two is Rashad White. I don't trust Litter Fournette. Um, the volume is going to kill him. They're gonna have to start getting somebody else involved. He can't continue on the pace of getting 30 and 40 touches a game or opportunities. Um, he's gonna die. So Rashad White is the next guy up. Rashad White is going to be a, a problem later in the season. Get him now if he's still on your waiver wire. Hold on to him. I know he's only 49% old, which is just below that threshold. Um, so go get him now. Fuck the reveal. Don't even whatever. Number one is Latavius Murray. I don't care what AJ thinks about the number two. Number one is Latavius Murray. <laughs> you saw it tonight. He's the physical back. I think Melvin Gordon, as I said, they should have did. Javante would still be healthy if they just wouldn't have re-signed Melvin Gordon. It was karma. It was the, the gods working against him for bringing his old ass back, Mr. Fumble Ruski himself. Melvin Gordon ruined Javante's career. Anyway, um, Latavius Murray has to be the number one waiver priority this week. There's not a whole lot out there. But after watching Monday Night Football, you've seen, again, he's going to be a touchdown-dependent guy, but he's going to get the opportunities to run between the tackles. And I think that's important in the uh, when you're searching for a back. Um, go get him. He's going to fall into the end zone, hopefully, if Denver can ever get close enough. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Um, Again, I don't put quarterbacks on this list. If you're searching for quarterback names out there, Taylor Heineke is a good name to go out and look for a uh, streaming option. If you happen to drop Mitchell Trubisky, who knows going to how long Kenny Pickett, if you need a quarterback, pick up Mitchell Trubisky. Good luck. These guys aren't going <laughs> to, they're not good luck. If you want to start them, good luck. Some people have no choice. That's fine. But don't go by wasting a bunch of fab budget or your waiver wire priority on, on guys that you're not going to play. Um, the biggest mistake that people Wilson. make. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying it's the biggest mistake people make. They just think, oh, well, there's a guy out there that is on everybody's waiver wire list. I have to go pick him up because I feel like I need to make a move or I, I yep. feel like I got to do something on Wednesday morning when it's waiver priority. You don't. You don't have to do it if you're not going to play these guys. I would just warn you, looking at that quarterback list that is out there, do not overthink it. It it will put you in that spot 
I had dealt with it. I made the choice and honestly it didn't bite me too bad, but it was a difference of me winning by six points and literally 0.98 points uh, starting Jimmy G over Marcus Mariota. And like, that's, that's the decision that I was stuck with. So um, yeah, exactly. And, and it's because I had Russell Wilson. I did not want to start him. I, I would have been okay with Russell Wilson having the game of his life on my bench this week. And he didn't started to. Can Maybe. I ask you what 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 was your reasoning by starting um, Jimmy G? I figured that he and Debo would play well. I thought this would be a good George Kittle game, and I figured the Atlanta Falcons defense would not play as well as they did. Figured they played decent enough, but not as well as they did. The the multiple turnovers. Uh, I even said to Vinny that before you had left off the show, and I was like, Marcus Mariota is going to run six times for like forty yards and a touchdown at the very least. Two bad but, quarterbacks take the one with the rushing upside, always. Same thing I made, and, and I know you can't go back and get those points. Made the same decision the week you put up two points. So I, I was having a little bit of – I know. PTSD. I know what those are, exactly. And, that, and that's literally what it you've was. Been hanging around, I, you've been hanging around Vinny too much. I talked myself out of it multiple times because I wanted to play Mario, and I talked myself out of it multiple times. You emotional motherfuckers. Final uh, rankings look like this. Dante Foreman, Kenyon Drake, Traquan Smith, Rashad White, Latavius Murray. Go out and get your waiver wire claims uh, when you watch this. Obviously, probably tomorrow you'll see this. Uh, go get your waiver <laughs> or, or wire Or if you're one of the three people that are in here. Or if you want. That's we, I want to know who those three people are that are watching right now. That's what I really want. Well, you know one of them. We're climbing. Yeah, we were at one and we were at two and then we got three. Hey, whoever's watching. Hey, shout out, shout out to whoever's watching. Welcome um, to the city, man. We've been here for th- almost three hours now. After we did a show earlier for an hour, um, hey, this is what we hey, do. AJ, this is what we do. AJ, how much do you like that Latavius Murray pickup one for the waiver wires? I mean, you like it a lot. Sorry. Okay. I like it. I like it. You like you like Latavius Murray rest of the season, bro. All he's no. doing is picking the players he's going to send to you in a trade. This, you Vinny like, is the worst Lata- person ever to trade Lata- with. Lata- like, nah. Latavius Murray or James Robinson the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, definitely Mike Boone. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Got it. Damn it. Damn it. I forgot to pick him up too. I was gonna send you a trade offer uh, wait for involving somebody, Latavius Murray. Wait for somebody to have a good week and trade him and then trade him. That's all you gotta do. Someone seems yeah, a little I'll, salty I'll jump over at there. It. I am salty. Seems, I'm salty yeah, at the ignorance. Salty. I'm sorry I wasn't gonna trade. I wasn't going to trade. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because you're like, oh. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs>